Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome to this Tuesday episode of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We're going to jump right into things right now because time is tight. Unfortunately, last night we learned some sad news coming from the wife of General Chuck Yeager. It was announced via Twitter that, quote, it is with profound sorrow I must tell you that my life love, General Chuck Yeager, passed just before 9 p.m. Eastern Time. An incredible life well lived. America's greatest pilot and a legacy of strength, adventure, and patriotism will be remembered forever. That was the news uh, that broke last night. After 97 years of life, uh, Chuck Yeager, the first man to break the sound barrier, uh, had passed away. Uh, A hero uh, above and beyond the call of duty, uh, someone who possessed the right stuff. When I heard this news, my thoughts immediately turned to uh, the, the airmen in my life. I thought of my grandfather. I thought of uh, friends of mine. I thought of former coworkers of mine. And I also thought of a man with whom we spoke just yesterday, Utah Congressman Chris Stewart, spent uh, about a decade and a half in the Air Force himself. And he joins us now to look back on what we learned from Chuck Yeager and the legacy he leaves behind and what he means to the congressman. Uh, congressman Stewart, sir, how are you? I'm I'm great. Uh, you you said it well. His wife said it well. I mean, this was an American hero. And is there anyone who's more emblematic of that day? You know, the emergence of the United States as a as a world power, the emergence of aviation and the technology that was just so exciting and so dynamic at that time, and and the courage. Uh, you know, when when Chuck went up and broke the sound barrier, uh, you know, it was kind of a uh, scientific wild guess, right? Yeah, we think it's we think it's going to be okay, and we think the aircraft can hold up, but they didn't know that. And uh, boy, what what a courageous maverick and someone that I, again, every American knows who Chuck Yeager is. It's it's sad that we that we will mourn and, and miss him, but it's also really cool the legacy that he left behind. The, the book, the movie, now the television series <laughs> uh, on the right stuff. He was the first to possess the right stuff. What, what does that mean? Oh, you know, it's a little bit like I was just saying. There's just something, uh, uh, you know, these these mavericks, these courageous uh, men and now men and women, uh, those who will go do what no one's ever done before and and, and look good doing it. That's kind of the cool thing. <laughs> and, and it really it really captured people. And, you know, there, uh, Chuck and I have something in common. You may not know this. We both of us won the, what they call the McKay Trophy. It's there in the in the Air and Space Museum here in Washington, D.C., for the, what was the most meritorious flight of the year or aerial achievement of the year. And, uh, I mean, there just aren't many people who have done the things that he did. And uh, when you talk about the right stuff, again, that kind of courage and that swagger, and it's everything from having a, a body that's you know, can put up to that kind of stress, uh, both physically and mentally, uh, to having the ability to speak to people, to have the ability to actually fly an airplane, to have the ability to understand the engineering and the science behind it. It's it's really, tr- really, truly unique. How, how much does he mean to the Air Force today? You spent 14 years in. What was his legacy like? How was he, uh, how was he spoken about uh, in your circles during your time in service? Well, you know, most of the people I served with, we didn't know him, of course. We didn't serve with him. He came before our time. But, again, his legacy 
went beyond generations. And, and it, again, you could ask any American who's Chuck Yeager, and the vast majority could, t- could tell you who he was. And there's just only a few people that, you know, that that's true of. And especially for someone who, who's true for be, for, that's true for doing something courageous and meritorious versus, you know, what's too often people who, you know, like Bonnie and Clyde, well, we know who they were, but it's not for good reasons. And for General Yeager, it was for astounding reasons. And, you know, that lived on in the, in the Air Force. And, uh, you know, if you if you ever wanted to have an aspiration, it would be for someone to be anything like General Yeager, and and uh, and I'm sure that lives on even still. Tell me a bit more. I know time is tight. You need to get back to the floor, but in part, tell me more about that award that you mentioned a moment ago. That award that the two of you share. Well, and I, I probably shouldn't say anything. I didn't mean to draw attention away from that, but I mean they they allow it's given by the International Aeronautic Association, and they choose choose, and they don't give it every year, but most years, and they give it for the call again the most meritorious aerial achievement of the year. Uh, a, a, a real high number of them, actually, interestingly, have gone to people who fly combat rescue helicopters, uh, who risk their lives to go in and save others. But you know, the Wright brothers, I think, were the first recipients. Uh, General Yeager, uh, you know, the, the, if, you, if you're familiar at all with aviation, uh, m- many people are familiar with a lot of these achievements. And, uh, and it's this big four-foot trophy that sits on, again, on the floor of the Air and Space Museum. And every year they add a, another plaque for the latest achievement. I, I, I presume, I, and, and forgive me, unfamiliar with this award, award until this conversation, I, I presume General Yeager received it for the breaking of the sound barrier. Is that correct? Yeah, and that's not some exactly subsequent right. flight. Yeah. Tell me, and I know you're a humble guy, uh, but uh, t- tell me why you received the honor. Uh, we we have I have the world's record, actually three world's records, but uh, one of them is for the fastest nonstop flight around the world, and uh, and so we set that world speed record. It was wasn't we didn't set out to set the world speed record, but we did it on an operational mission. Uh, flew around the world, dropped drop bombs on uh, actually several different continents, three different ranges around the world, and is, uh, you know, testing the capabilities of the B-1, the aircraft that I flew, and kind of testing the capabilities of the of the crew. Uh, but as we were preparing for this mission, uh, you know, I, I said, I wonder what the world's record is for flying around the world. And we looked it up and go, well, holy crap, we're going we're gonna to destroy that <laughs> record. And and we and we did, and it, and it still stands. I think it's going to stand for a long, long time. It's just truly a unique capability that that the B one that I flew has in in range and endurance and speed. A little bit of the right stuff right there, Congressman Stewart. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for uh, spending these few moments looking back on the life of Chuck Yeager, General Yeager, who uh, we learned yesterday passed away at the age of ninety seven, the first man to break the sound barrier. Yep. Congressman, thanks again. Hey. Anytime you let me come on and talk about flying rather than politics, I'm there for you all day, man. <laughs> there we go. We'll look for more opportunities. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, fascinating stuff. I want to share with you uh, real briefly uh, some comments that were made by General Yeager. This just two years ago uh, when asked during an interview about the possibility of facing death as a test pilot. Here now are the words uh, from Chuck Yeager direct. It's your duty to fly the airplane. And that's if, if you get killed in it, you don't know anything about it anyway, so why worry about it? So that's, that's the way you looked at it. And, and actually, duty is paramount. That's, it, it's that simple when you're a, a military guy. And so you don't say, well, you know, I'm not going to do that. That's dangerous. Hey, if, you, if it's your duty to do it, that's, that's, that's the way it is. If it's your duty to do it, that's the way it is. We hear 
talk of duty in all corners of life. But for some reason this morning, as I was listening to this now two-year-old quote from General Yeager when asked about the possibility of facing death, I did what I could to apply it to my own life. And now uh, I've told uh, I've told many uh, that one of my regrets in life uh, is not to have joined the military for even a time when uh, so many of those who I respect, admire, look to as an example, uh, look to for guidance, have served in the uniform of the United States. Uh, I am also informed and uplifted by this call uh, to duty. Uh, you and I, you know, not members of the military, uh, we still find in our lives examples uh, and instances where we need to fulfill our duty, either as parents or uh, co-workers or friends or who knows, whatever the case may be. Uh, but duty and our responsibility to uphold and fulfill our duties is just as important as it was described by uh, Chuck Yeager right here, again from that 2018 interview talking about the possibility of facing death. If you accept a responsibility, you have a duty to fulfill it. And regardless of the stakes, regardless of how many people are watching, uh, our obligation is to uphold and execute and maintain our duty, uh, just as was the case with Chuck Yeager. Uh, great story, great life. I look at today as, as an example of one of those days where if our knowledge and understanding and remembrance of the, the life of Chuck Yeager isn't complete, uh, tonight when everything settles down, uh, pull out the cell phone, hop on the computer, do a little Googling, and find uh, the, the gaps, fill them in, learn about the life of this man who exemplified the right stuff. Quick break, and when we return, we're going to talk about an author, Roald Dahl, who did much to spark my imagination and curiosity in childhood. Uh, well, he lived a complicated life, and some of those complications are rearing their head today. We'll get into those details next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.